On this episode of Needless to Say, you're not going to hear your normal headlines. You're not going to hear us picking on dead celebrities. What you will hear is some actual comedy from actual comedians. Tonight on Needless to Say, you're going to get a special look into the life and career of local comedian Ray Harrington. Not to mention one of his friends and one of our friends, Chuck Staten, who's done a lot of editing work on his projects as well as other projects you may have heard of along the way. So buckle up, get yourself settled in, and enjoy your fun night of laughs. Now, Maestro, hit my music. I don't really give a shit about this, so... (laughs) And he just looks over at me and goes, Hey, Ray, are you a hot sauce weirdo? (laughs) Your hat looks like you see your kids every third Saturday. Hello, welcome to Needless to Say. I'm Craig. I'm here with Brad and Dave. We got a special episode tonight. Yeah, you know, I know you guys have been waiting for us not to shine in the spotlight. Boy, do we have an episode for you. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's not going to be us shining. We're going to be cowering in the shadows, but we'll take it. Yep. (laughs) I will glean any kind of publicity we can get. I think our fan is really happy to hear that. Yep. (laughs) No, we got a good episode tonight. We have uh, two great people on the show. Ray Harrington. Great stand-up comedian, director, writer, actor. Yeah, local guy I mean, that's now lo- nationally known. Yes. Yeah, I'm glad you excited because he yeah, he is local. He's a New England guy. He, he's a New England guy. And yep. he's well-known in these circles, but make no mistake, the national audience got a really good taste of him on Conan O'Brien. Conan site. O'Brien, yes. Yeah, we can call him local. Like He left the great, giant, beautiful state of Maine to come to the big city of Rhode Island. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> I love potholes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I mean, if we follow his career, I'm pretty sure he's going to conquer Des Moines. Yep. <laughs> no, <laughs> and he has, I mean, he, he's he's performed in London. Mm-hmm. You know, he, I mean, he's international. He's actually performed everywhere. Uh, great guy. And my neighbor, Chuck. Neighbor, friend of the show. And neighbor yeah. and friend of the show, Chuck Staten, who is, he edited the show we're going to, we're about to talk about tonight. Well, yeah, he's been working with Ray on several projects. But Chuck, I mean, fans of the show remember Chuck. We did a Christmas episode with them. It's part Chuck of the, and Brad, the yes. Chuck and Brad podcast. Yep. In addition to that, he is the uh, singer and I believe guitarist of Senior Discount, which he's, is yes, he's a singer and guitarist of Senior Discount. Uh, if you like, awesome. if you like Blink One Eighty Two, but wish they had a little more talent, you like Senior Discount. Yeah, that's, exactly. And that's where no, they, they're really talented. They actually, goddamn, they are. Yeah. And uh, we actually, if you go back to. Uh, Christmas episode we play they do actually it's a it's a medley a medley of Christmas tunes which is awesome yep and uh, I mean a number of other shit and t- I mean tons of their Hanukkah originals. medley is terrible though don't listen to <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. don't download it don't even tell them to make another yep. one it's, it's off tempo you can't smash yep. glasses to it it's all it's weird <laughs> yeah but I meant <laughs> but like he he was on the show because of his editing work. And right? yes, because and so. not only that, I met him through um Tell the him Steve Man? Dave. Oh, the, right. Tell him Steve Dave, which was the inspiration for this show, which made me want to do a podcast. And then he they're at almost five hundred episodes on their podcast yeah. with Chuck, the Chuck and Brad podcast. They left um, us some really awful 
Congratulations for yeah. 100th episode. And it, yeah, and I loved it. <laughs> yeah, they were really nice. And uh, you know what was crazy is the other night, you know, Chuck, when we talked with Ray, like, you know, Ray is such a big personality that it, there were times where we weren't talking to Chuck as much, but nobody mentioned Brad. And I don't mean me. No. I mean yeah. the, the Brad from the Chuck and Brad podcast. So who's the real victim here? Yeah, right. Exactly. And, and it's I, always the redheads that get picked on. And, Bra- and, and our Brad... We'll yeah. tell you a million times how I've said, I think Brad is the funniest person on the planet. He might be up yeah. there. That's, that's Brad <laughs> Roar me, for everyone paying attention. Brad Roar, yeah. to me, is the funny. I There's something about him that... He's like a comedic sniper. Yeah. Oh, beyond. He, he, he sees the lay of the land. He knows where things are going. And he takes his shot and he hits it every time. And he hits it every time. And he also works and, at a college with a clock tower. So he might be an actual <laughs> sniper. I don't know. <laughs> And, and if him, you hang out with Chuck long yeah. enough, you might want to start yeah. shooting people. And him, and, and that's a, and that's the best. Is him and Chuck are not. I don't want to say polar opposites because they have they complement, but co- the complement each other. There's a yin yang there. There's a yin yang there, and that's what makes their show so funny. Yeah, but enough and about Chuck. I was just yang. gonna say, we're, we're <laughs> yeah, it's like Chuck is here because he was an editor on some projects for Ray. Yes. Ray being a big name in comedy right now, not just with his stand-up bits on Conan, but he's got a show that's, that's been put out in, in small... Well, we'll get into it more. You'll hear it in, in yeah. the segment we've got lined up for everybody, but these two guys were involved in, in this project you'll hear about that's part of a bigger world of, of Ray Harrington. This he's comedian. about to be a bigger YouTube star than Tazon Day, Chocolate Rain King. Oh, definitely. Wow. Yep. Wow. He is. Ta- I'm calling back to things the audience hasn't heard. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's we were- funny for exactly. Ain't nobody got time for that. Right. No. <laughs> no. You know what? This is a good show. It's a long episode, but it, you know, a lot of our episodes have gone long lately. There are very few of them really warranted it. Yeah. But this one. This, does. this one absolutely. Absolutely does. does. It is literally almost two hours of just unmissable audio, just listening to all of us riff together. And amazingly, we didn't fall into that weird Zoom call curse where we were all talking over each other. No. And that's because Ray and Chuck kind of took over the conversation. They know we, how to do it. They they're know professionals. What they're doing. Yeah. But anyway, you know what? <laughs> Enough buildup. Let's get to this because yeah, I kid you not, it's about an hour forty five minutes of just amazing audio. Guys, we'll see you on the other side of it, but. Uh, Enjoy. Uh, you know what? These are the kinds of friends we want to make, and uh, this is us making them. Yep. And here we go. All right. Tonight, we're thrilled to have our first real guest in quite a while, and it's not just because of COVID. The reason for that is there are some words that have never been used to describe us. Hilarious, best, relevant, infectiously likable, or comedian. But we can't say the same about our guests. First, we have Chuck Staten, who many many of you might remember from one good Christmas episode and one really god-awful soundbite. And for the first time ever, we're also thrilled to have uh, nationally recognized comedian Ray Harrington, a veteran of the New England comedy scene and fresh off a hugely successful late-night appearance on Conan. Tonight, both gentlemen are here to discuss a ton of things, not the least of which is Ray's new TV project, Undependent, available now on YouTube and wherever good comedy is found. Ray, it's ironic that your first album is called The Worst Is Over, since we're about to prove that completely untrue. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Chuck Staten and Ray Harrington. Hey. <laughs> Hello. Uh, How are you guys doing? Yeah, you make so, a good point about the uh, uh, the first album being called The Worst Is Over, because, man, did I pick just the most wrong title <laughs> for an album ever. <laughs> 
Which is a great yeah. album, by the way. I do have all your stuff. <laughs> you know, I've listened to it all. Oh, thank you. I do appreciate that. No, I do enjoy it very much. Um, yeah, we did a, a post-show garage listening party of just Ray Harrington albums. Yeah, we and did. It was, one night, yeah, it, it, it oh, was man, actually I don't really. Know if good. I'm flattered or terrified, yeah. no, <laughs> it was good. <laughs> it was totally good. One thing we noticed: you worked a little bluer back then than you do now. That's and very it, true. Yeah. Yeah. Now I don't know if you want to answer this now, or maybe we can actually treat this like a proper interview and let you introduce yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I think you did a. I think you did a fine job. I think you did a fine job of introducing me and. Uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 I would say I've always, I've always said that the first album, uh, the worst is over was like all survival material. Um, because I, when I started comedy, I kind of went up the, uh, the, the, the ladder fairly quickly. Um, and so I was just doing material like, oh, I need to keep getting booked and, uh, and keep working. Um, so that album was like right when I started to uh, headline clubs and uh, yeah so it was definitely dirtier and uh, you know went down those paths and the ironic thing is like it, it was dirtier and yet I listened back to it a while ago uh, for the first time in like a couple of years and I was like oh man you just started that idea and and the joke is over you know what I mean? Like, you, there's like, there's like seven or eight more minutes that you could do just on this premise, and it's and it's over already because you went for the first funny thing, which was the dirty joke, and then after that, like, don't reach for the first branch because that branch is going to be dick and fart jokes. Like, yeah. reach for like three or four branches down, and it's going to be something different. It's going to be something unique. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I appreciate that you noticed that um, because that's. 100% true for sure yeah no we liked it and you know we got introduced to you when we saw you a comedy connection countless times at this point we also yeah. uh, we were uh, two-thirds of us were at the premiere for independent and so you oh, know cool, yeah. like, language is something that I want to get into a little bit later when we get into the show but why don't we let you give yourself a proper introduction talk about the show a little bit maybe if Chuck can keep an internet connection he can talk to <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I, I gotta be honest I'm playing uh, Last of Us 2 at the same time and I don't really give a shit about this so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> outstanding Perfect. I, I, Chuck, I feel like I that's my fault this yeah. is totally my fault yeah. I really gotta mention though Chuck that your hat looks like you see your kids every third Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best one yet. That was the best joke yet. <laughs> it's a regular hat. It's just, uh, you know, it's the laptop thing. I hate it. I hate yeah. it. I, I look, do I look like it's flipped up like this? It, it does. It looks like you got yeah, the yeah, whole, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. This is how you Skype to see your kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you look like you drive a hatchback with three car seats in the back of it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so again ray harrington everybody yeah <laughs> no. so yeah i oh go ahead sorry no, no go ahead no no i i really i had nothing i was just uh, gonna start talking and see where it went that's what we do yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> now so we got um chuck here which introduces to you i met chuck through different channels with the stuff that he does with Tell Him Steve Dave. Um, yep. And then found out we were neighbors. <laughs> like, yeah, literally right. neighbors. And yeah. <laughs> for years, even. And then yep. <laughs> he started editing. Now, that's how you guys met, 
correct? You used to met. We did. Uh, we did a. There was like a tag team comedy show at the Comedy Connection that we yep. got asked to do, where it was kind of uh, you know at, at clubs they'll try to do like uh, alternate ideas and stuff like that. And um, it was a night where the idea was that two comedians would share the stage, and Brad and I, who I do my podcast, the Chuck and Brad podcast, with were asked to do a bit together. And it must have been Ray. Was it you and Brian Bowden together? Yeah, Brian. It was Brian's show, and he asked me yeah. to co-host it with him. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that way everything could have, you know, duos of comedians up. Right. And yeah, and we met you there. I think that's where that's where I met Ray. And I, I don't even, I honestly don't remember exactly what happened. But we started talking, and uh, you found out I was editing. Tell him Steve Dave's elephants in the room, and that I shot there. Uh, they're alive at the Gramercy Blu-ray. And you were like, oh, to I'm be fair, f- you say I found out like you definitely told me <laughs> I, 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 as I remember, as I remember, I was really I was trying to avoid you. I was really like I kind of just stayed in the crowd. I saw you looking around for a friend and I was like, I don't want to become part of whatever this guy has got going on. And I remember just, just so you guys know this little soundbite by itself does not bode well for either of your relationships. Yeah. You just put this out. Yeah. <laughs> this is a very different conversation in a one minute segment. Yeah. I remember when Chuck came up to me and, and I at first I was like, oh, shit, he's going to ask me if I have a lighter. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and a smoke. I like yeah, that he had the, the same hat on. I like that he, the, uh, the three the three hosts of the Needless to Say podcast think that I look like a piece of shit. That's yeah. a real good one. <laughs> we've we've never made any statements to the contrary about ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, I like that this is all audio. Like we're yeah. talking about how we all look, and yeah. everybody everybody yeah. listening to this is like, oh man, I bet they look like shit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny. I remember uh, it was weird because I think that you were um, Ray. I think you were about to film it when we first started talking, right? You were about to film Undependent. You actually hadn't filmed it yet. Uh, yeah, I think we were. We were like, yeah, we were wrapping up, like getting the scripts all done, and we were about to go to New York to shoot it. And so it was definitely in my head. And then you know we started talking, and then. Uh, you know, we just kept chatting, and uh, and then it came time to edit this thing, and yeah. uh, the same as the same as with um, uh, the documentary that I did, "Be a Man," where our director for uh, director of photography was supposed to be the editor, and he couldn't do it because he got a different job, and he had to throw himself into that. Yeah. Um, so we were lucky to find uh, a friend of mine who I was just kind of complaining about the situation with, who's an actual editor. Uh, and, uh, in London, uh, we called him London Joe because our director of photography was also Joe. So, uh, yeah. So, and he ended up being the editor on our, on our documentary. Uh, the same kind of thing happened with Chuck where we got to this point and we had somebody that was going to edit the, the, uh, um, the pilot. And, uh, I started talking to Chuck and it was like, well, let's do it this way. Cause that way I can be. I was going to have to go down to New York and stay in New York yeah. uh, for a period of time to edit. Um, yeah. And this just made so much more sense where we could take our time with it. We could really yeah. go through it. And selfishly, I could I could be more involved with the edit uh, right. versus just kind of handing it to somebody and going, let me see what you have and I'll send you notes. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it was it was it was cool too. I remember it's funny you sent me the script for Undependent. I I think it might have even been like the weekend you were going to go film or the week beforehand and there was like a crazy storm around here and I actually all my power went out so I had to go stay at my girlfriend's mom's house. And I remember I couldn't sleep. I was in their basement like laying on a couch and that's when I read the first two scripts and I was like, "Oh, I love this concept." I love the idea of a show about filmmakers trying to make it. And I love even the concept of like, you know, there was the real documentary, Be a Man. And there was this follow-up show about these characters. And we, you took a real documentary and made a fictional mockumentary about yeah. the two main characters afterwards. <laughs> yeah. um, and I love the concept. So I was happy to be on board like right away. But it was it's great because you mentioned that because um, I wanted to talk a little bit about that. How, you know, you had success with your documentary be a man um which is out on amazon prime uh yeah it was yeah we were on hulu uh for a while we were a hulu exclusive then we went to amazon itunes and all that place so uh and now i'm dealing with my distributor and uh you know changing hands so yeah watch it while you can because it's gonna be down for a little while and then back up again it's uh it's a whole lot of fun so and then but it's great because then you turned that success from that documentary into this show, like Chuck said, into this mockumentary about what's next for you and Derek, you know, uh, which is Derek Furtado, who is obviously these guys are good friends in real life. Yeah, yeah, uh, you definitely. Know, you've done some other you've done some stuff together. My favorite thing about this whole thing, and I was talking about this to them the other night, was right in the beginning of the show when it starts and you have the, the cough scene had me right right out of the gate <laughs> for some reason yeah. that made me laugh like a bastard you know <laughs> yeah just, that's just, awesome <laughs> but then, we spent we spent so much time timing those coughs you remember that <laughs> yes we, did. we yes, spent we did. so much time on it <laughs> yeah well it, you nailed it <laughs> but because uh, i was laughing like a bastard i loved that and then but the you can see you're you're uncomfortable in that meeting and then you run off to go and show this thing at the film festival and you and Derek are on the stage so uncomfortable yeah <laughs> you're both jammed in the corner together <laughs> you know <laughs> and it made me uncomfortable watching it but it's funny as hell you know you I, I just loved that it starts out right out of the gate great like thank that. you so much it. yeah yeah and I, I full credit for that cough goes to I mean I I gotta give credit to to Chuck and you know, and selfishly to myself for writing it, but uh, <laughs> but it has to go to John Porch for doing it because I, when I wrote that scene, I knew John Porch was going to be uh, the guy interviewing, and you know he has a job. He had a boss for a while that he hated, and I was like, "This is the boss that I want you to be." And I wrote the the scene of him choking and yeah. and starting to cough uh, because I thought that just there was something so fun about this guy just in the middle of this this moment being so like just disinterested and shitty yeah you know like exactly. yeah we're yeah. a big fucking family here yeah and then just start coughing and in my brain i was like oh this is really funny yeah. uh but can he do this the way i'm picturing and he nailed it it was like one take and i was like no no no, that was awesome yeah thank you so much for for pulling that off yeah it um, was legit it yeah. sounded like he was choking <laughs> you know, it was yeah just great. yeah but it, it, so I, before we go any further i think we're burying the lead a little bit 
Why don't you tell us about a little bit about Be a Man and then how that turned into what is now Undependent, and then you know, kind of give us the whole premise of the show, and then we can talk about how you left it on a really big cliffhanger, and we'd like to know what happens next, exclusive on this show tonight. That's all. All right. So that's that, so I so I'm just gonna talk for like 45 minutes. Is that what you? Yeah. Want? <laughs> well, let's 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 pretend you've got to you've got to explain the show to someone that you just met that hasn't seen it yet. I'm just saying if that happened, I don't know anybody like that, but I'm just saying. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> all right. Do well, like a six-floor elevator speech if you were taking the stairs. All right. This is very simple. We all know that Franz Ferdinand's assassination started World War I. <laughs> now, what we premise is what if it didn't? <laughs> It's sort of World War One told like The Office, right? Yeah. Like, what if, <laughs> what if the Kaiser was sort of a real Michael Scott kind of? Ca- I don't know what I'm doing. Right now. Um, Wait, so, go on. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> All we need is ten thousand uh, dollars. No, wait the, the wardrobe. Uh, <laughs> that's the one. That's one outfit. That's, yeah. that's just one outfit. That's it. We have to win it at auction. We're going era appropriate in such a big way. Uh, but no, so uh, so yeah, to backtrack a little bit, uh, I'm a stand-up comic. Uh, I met Derek Furtado, who's another stand-up comic, and he uh, he had a child when he was in high school, so he started real early. And, uh, and then Lucky. right around a certain period of time, I was you know, having that conversation with my wife about potentially starting to have a family. And uh, Derek was a really close friend of mine. And so we started talking about that. And I didn't have a dad growing up. So I had no idea what it looked like to be a dad or or do anything yeah. dad-like. And we started talking about, like, you know, I don't even know what it means to be a man. How do you be the, the masculine father? Like, you know, I don't know what that is. Yeah. And we just started talking about that. And... Uh, we had talked about doing a different documentary for a little while, and then we realized it just kind of clicked. Like, no, this is the documentary. This is what we should do. And uh, so I had never, I'd done you know short films and stuff like that, but I had never taken on anything legitimate. I'd never shot a documentary style thing. Um, and so, stupidly, I took it on, and we started shooting shooting this thing with five grand and like friends doing favors and uh we were all kind of first timers at this thing that we you know we worked with tangentially like uh my my friend joe giordano um was the director of photography and you know he was a shooter on on uh you know a lot of different things but it was like can he take on a you know feature-length film and uh and it was just a a really personal project and the premise of the movie is uh you know i i was about to have a kid i found out i was going to have a son and uh i wanted to do those things that i thought those really masculine things i thought that i missed out on as a kid that i didn't learn how to do fighting drinking uh you know (laughs) crazy cars uh, you know, shaving with a straight razor or stuff like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I set out to do those things. And, you know, like for fighting, um, I got in the ring with uh, Vidi Pazienza, five-time world yeah. champion. Uh, <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> yeah, because he was a fan. He was a fan and would come to the club and see me perform. And I was like, oh, this is great. You can teach me how to box. And 
Uh, he didn't take it as teach me how to box. He no. took it as like, I'm challenging you to a fight. Um, <laughs> the best is that's when I knew you and Derek were good friends is when Derek was telling him like, oh, he thinks he's going to kick your ass. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So we drove in separate cars, right? Because this is the thing. I was the subject of the documentary. I was also the director, right? And this was yeah. such a grassroots thing where, you know, if you if you were on the, you know, on board with this thing and you were involved for a day of shooting, grab a camera. Like we're we're shooting this thing and and it takes all hands on deck. Uh so as the director, I have to be like, okay, we're going to do this next thing. We're going to do this. And nothing was staged, nothing was fake, so it was like, I hope we get it in the moment. Yeah. And uh, so Derek had to drive Vinny to the boxing ring, and I was in another car with some other crew members, and we're just driving there, and Derek is in that car with one camera guy. I'm in another car with another camera guy. So I didn't know what happened until I saw the footage you know, days later. <laughs> and he's driving in the car with Vinny Pazienza, five-time world champion boxer. <laughs> saying oh yeah ray was talking a lot of shit last night he was watching some of your videos and he you know he said he's uh he's so tall he's got long arms so you're not even going to get in you're yeah. not even going to get in there uh, <laughs> and he was the line i will always remember he's like he basically called you a bitch yeah that's what he said to Vinny. <laughs> that's insane yeah. that is insane and then my fat ass is in a boxing ring shaking yeah. shaking <laughs> because all the fight or flight just flooded me like i was just flooded yeah. with with everything like every chemical was firing in my brain and i was just shaking like why are you here talk yourself out of this man like yeah. don't do this <laughs> you know and i'm oh yeah. it was terrible oh the worst part is i don't think if it, i don't think it's like in the the um the documentary but uh we were supposed to have uh, like i just showed up and I and I was like, here I am. And they they lended me. Uh, they lent me. Sorry, lended. They lent me. Sorry, right, Craig uh, understood you. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was in. They lent me boxing gloves, and I'm like, okay. And then uh, the the woman that owned the boxing gym was like, hey, uh, you need uh, a mouth guard. And I was like, oh, I do. And she's like, yeah, you need a mouth guard. I was like, I don't have a I don't have a mouth guard. So they sent somebody out to get a mouth guard from a store like just go to target or walmart or something and uh they couldn't get one so the other guy the guy that was like the ref uh who's you know one of vinny's friends and is also a boxer he's like i got you this is an old boxing trick he grabbed a paper towel soaked it in the water fountain rolled it up and he's like just bite down on this oh. and that that was oh. my mouth guard oh. and i was so terrified because all i was thinking is like dude we have the drinking segment to shoot tomorrow. <laughs> I have I have an agreement with this place called Gotham Dream Cars so I could drive a Ferrari the day after that. Like we have shit to do. And you want to you want me to get in the ring with a five-time world champion with a paper fucking towel in my teeth? <laughs> with a guy who's been punched in the head? millions of times who's yeah. gonna i was terrified he was gonna get in the ring and just have like that kill bill music start and like that you know what i mean and he was just gonna have a flashback and he'd just see this big fat like skin like hairless gorilla in the ring with him and just go to town that was basically calling him a bitch 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so See, we that's, made the- that's not what would have bothered me. So as soon as you said paper towel, I just imagined the this sensation of the paper on my teeth. Yeah, it's I, not I'm, good. I'm yeah. licking my teeth right now. I can't get. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Yeah. That's awful. <laughs> I would. I take the punch. Knock a tooth out. Don't put fucking paper on my teeth. That's disgusting. <laughs> it was. Oh, it was the worst. It was so bad. Mm. I think I. It was so funny. Like I learned. I learned uh, how my body reacts in those moments because when I was in there, as soon as they rang the bell, I, I went from like just a, an average uh, feeling in my body to instantly coated in sweat. It's it was flop sweat, <laughs> and it was just like, and all I remember thinking, like, well, if I ever get in like a legit, because I've been in fights as a kid and stuff, but like if there's ever a legit situation, this is a great natural like defense mechanism that I have <laughs> is to just immediately get slippery. You know what I mean? Good luck. You want to put me in a chokehold? I'm going to flip. I'll slip right out of that shit. You know I mean? <laughs> but yeah, so we made the movie uh, and it, it, I was really, really happy with everything that happened because it was so personal, right? This was, you know, it's like a love letter to my son. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. born by the end of the documentary and it's super personal. And, uh, and then we just started taking it to film festivals and it was just like i don't know what do you do like we we had this movie done and we were like what do we do with this how do you what i don't know we're just guys in rhode island like, hey, I, uh, hey ma ma look what i did yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. do you know anybody at netflix mom yeah yeah <laughs> so put this in your christmas it. letter yeah <laughs> so we, we took it to uh film festivals and we started winning some film festivals i was like holy shit okay and uh the first one that we went to uh was in uh new hampshire and we met this guy, Lee Leshen, um, who's a producer, and he was a producer on uh, a bunch of different documentaries, but he was there screening Back in Time, which is the Back to the Future documentary. Yeah. And he came to see uh, Be a Man because we had uh, we had Tom Wilson, who played Biff in Back to the Future, yep. in the movie. And notoriously, he doesn't talk about Back to the Future, so... Uh, Lee was just like, how did you get Tom? How did you get Tom Wilson? Because he wouldn't do the Back to the Future documentary. <laughs> and after that, though, he watched the movie and he was like, this is fucking great. Like, let me help you. You know what I mean? Let me help yeah. you sell this movie. And it was really him doing so much of the back end stuff. Uh, we made him a producer on the movie. And after that, we were like super close friends. And uh, he's a great guy. And that's when Derek and I started talking about what the hell we were going to do next. Because uh, people wanted, uh, you know, like a Be A Man 2. And it just didn't feel genuine. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do it. Yeah. I don't want to. Because that was such a heartfelt thing. And it was so personal to me. I don't want to come back again and be like, oh, what if this time I do Taekwondo? Yeah. One shot deal type thing. It, it was. It it's was, like Sharknado 2. You'll never recapture that original magic. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No matter how many terror reads you get. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for Be a Man 3, I'm going to fight Terror Reed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. So uh, be a man and have, Tifa version. Yeah. <laughs> she gets to have a fifth of vodka uh, beforehand, <laughs> and I think she'll win. I really do think she'll win. Uh, but um, so Derek and I started talking about what we would do next, and we had a million different ideas, and you know some of them we really got excited about. But at the end of it, we just kind of realized like, oh, there's this. 
this is the idea of like not knowing what to do next. And we had so much fun uh, in the documentary world and seeing other documentaries at film festivals. And I'm a fan of documentaries anyway. We realized there was so much to play with there. It just felt like the natural progression uh, to make Undependent, which is two independent filmmakers having a little bit of success, but then just being desperate for real success. You know what I mean? Like anything... You know, we want the next huge documentary to happen. And uh, so we started talking about just making it for fun, just having it as like a web series and uh, to play something where, you know, uh, Be a Man was so personal and real. Uh, you know, I, I was adamant about no performances, no faking of anything. I don't I don't try and be funny. Just be yourself and it'll be funny. Um, I, we, want, we both wanted to start performing we wanted to act and do something silly that wasn't real yeah and uh so i i showed lee uh the scripts and he was like uh can i can i make this can i can i help you guys make this thing and we were like okay i guess we're doing that and uh so we started talking to a couple of people uh started talking to one network in particular um and they really liked the concept. They wanted to see more. So it was like, all right, well, let's let's shoot it as a pilot then. And uh, so we shot two episodes. And uh, and then, you know, coronavirus happened. Yeah. And so <laughs> course, everything right? stopped. Like development stopped, all that stuff. So we were sitting on this thing. And, you know, after shooting, we met Chuck. Chuck started editing. And let's, you know, it's that stupid cliche of, uh, of filmmaking stuff or, or television, whatever it is, like there's three times this this uh, thing gets created. It's when it's written, it's when it's performed, and when it's edited. And yep. Chuck brought in such a fun layer to that, and it, I was so relieved because we didn't, we weren't friends, friends yet. We right. became friends making the show, uh, yeah. and it was a question of like, here's this thing I worked really fucking hard on. Can yeah. are, like, are we going to be able to communicate? do we have the same kind of view on this thing? And I was so relieved that like 98% of it, we were on board together. So you guys are almost friends. You're two, you're 2% away. (laughs) Well, we basically, when we started working on this, I really think we might've talked three times by that point in time. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, because it was like, it's funny too, because we've never really talked about this, but I assume Ray that you trusted me because like, you know, we worked together at the show, so you saw me and Brad on stage do the Christmas postcards bit, right? And then <laughs> you knew that I did the Tell Him Steve Dave Gramercy Blu-ray, so you were probably like, all right, this guy can be funny, and uh, I guess other people that are actually famous trust him to do stuff, so that's the equation I'll go with. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, d- you did send me, you sent me a reel, and I took a look oh, yeah. at the reel. Yes, and- that's right. And I'll I'll be completely honest. You ready? Here's a here's a scoop. Here's a scluse. An exclusive. <laughs> All right. Uh, I figured that my safety net was that I was I was right down the road essentially. That we yeah. we lived in the same state. So if it turned out we were not on the same page, yeah. I could at least just give you notes until your voice disappeared. <laughs> 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 and I didn't have to do that. I didn't have yeah. to do that. And and we actually worked out. It worked so well that it, it was great to have an editor who was 100% on board with the concept of the show, the right. comedy, the voice of it, 
the style of the jokes because i mean jokes are like comedy is there's so many different it, it's fluid it's like so many different versions of a thing you can have a script for the same show or movie and different people make it and it's a whole different world that it yeah, exists right. in yeah and uh and i was you know that was a big concern but we got along so well on that aspect i think if anything um that process making that the creative process of the comedy in that um made it easy to be friends with you because then after making the show and editing it together then i had to like be a real like friend with you outside of that stuff yeah. that's harder <laughs> <laughs> the edit was easy the, like it's it's just like like having lunch with you. That's that's like the part that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it because he's trying to take pictures of all your meals all the time? Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, don't yeah, take a bite I, yet. Put it back. Put it yeah. back. I will say I was won over at at the beginning, like by how positive Chuck is. Like he's so an overwhelmingly positive guy. Yeah. And then I realized, like, oh no, you can overdose on that. Like you can, <laughs> you can die from this. I Ray, my, it, Ray ahead, has said ahead. that I, Ray has told me that I suffer from toxic positivity uh, in the past, <laughs> and I know that one, one of the things. It's funny because the story, the story is, you know, it's basically like we we did was we set this schedule where I would edit. I was editing two things at this time. I was editing Undependent and I was editing Tell Him Steve Dave Elephants in the Room, was the, yeah. which was the game shot that they that they the game show they shot in Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash. Yeah. So I would go back and forth and edit those things. And with Walt, I was sending him stuff, but with Ray, he would come over to my house every Wednesday at noon and we'd hang out all day together and talk about the show and watch edits and watch different stuff and go through it. And, you know, um, We'd you know we'd go to lunch and, and Ray would kill himself with cigarettes and stuff like that and uh, <laughs> but that lasted for a long time but then I remember so the first thing we did with the show after that was we went to this film festival in Vermont mm. yeah and uh, this is this is I think this is a turning point in our relationship is that we walked into a general store <laughs> this is <laughs> how <remember> this <laughs> this is I was gonna use this as the anecdote for how toxically positive you are yeah exactly because it's, it's a lot you try spending like five days in a real world vermont house right for this film for this festival and like every morning waking up to just like man don't you think linoleum's cool as fuck <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we go out to the like everywhere we went. It was just like, what restaurant are we eating at? Like he's got opinions about every part of it, but like it's all. Want to hear a real thing? This is a real journey. I was like, on this Vermont trip, we're gonna find the best maple latte. I know we're gonna find it. Remember that, right? <laughs> yeah, and then you had you had him, and you had a maple latte, and then you were like. The, the, like four days of just do you have a maple latte where can i get a maple latte do you have a maple latte how do you do a ma maple latte is there a good one around here and then he finally has one when we're leaving vermont and he's just like hey, it was okay <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't great it wasn't no, great tell me okay so 
<laughs> we're at this like you know gift shop general store place and they've yeah. got tons of maple syrup and all this other shit and uh yeah. like this because this was for the itv festival right the independent yeah. television festival it was yeah. started by some hbo people and yeah. so we go out to the festival they asked us to get there uh, yeah a bunch of pieces of a- shit yeah, it was a whole thing. <laughs> it was a whole oh, to no. do. That's for that's for after sort of, hours. Yeah, uh, yeah right. <laughs> Let me put no it this one way. listening anyway. It's that, fine. The people that started the festival um, don't run the festival anymore, and the guy yeah. that does, uh, let's just say it's the festival's not in Vermont anymore. It's in <laughs> it's in Wisconsin or Minnesota or something. This guy's like a this guy's like the monorail salesman in The Simpsons. Like he just has to keep going around. You guys you guys want to have a film festival in your town? So whatever. I didn't say his name. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, so we were in this uh, gift shop place. The town was fucking beautiful. I since have gone back with my wife and child and been like, yeah. hey, this yeah. place is great. Uh, so we're in there. I had just you know shit on chuck's positivity before we went in i was like you're just so like everything is so fucking great you know what i mean i was so mad i was so mad at it because by default if you are not as excited about something suddenly you hate it right like yeah. he'll, he'll it's like having like, another wife jesus <laughs> christ yeah because he'll be like he'll be wrong. like hey did you see uh did you see matrix three and it's like yeah and he's like did you love it that's his first question. Did you love it? Like, there's hang no on other option. Yeah, and I, and then I would go, no, I didn't. I didn't love it. Uh, no, no. I mean, there's problems. He's like, what? Oh, you hated it? You, well, you know, why didn't you love Matrix Three? It's like, well, you know, there's a like, like, like and dislike is on a spectrum. It's not a black and white thing. It's not binary, and it's either like I will kill myself for the love of this thing, or. Like you hate it and you you killed it yourself, you know. So we walk into the gift shop and I had just said that and I'm with Derek and Lee and Chuck and we're in this fucking old timey gift shop <laughs> and Chuck just looks up, raises his Fred Durst hat head, and he just <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. It's a it's callback. And he just he's in front of a wall of hot sauce. And he just looks over at me. He goes, hey, Ray, are you a hot sauce weirdo? (laughs) Are you like a real hot sauce, hot sauce weirdo? I said, I think I believe, I believe I said, hey, Ray, are you a, are you a big buffalo freak? Is what I said. (laughs) Was that? I thought it was a hot sauce weirdo. Either way, it does that. But it's like, that's the level like that. It's not like, hey, do you like hot sauce? No, like, uh, are you a freak about this shit? Like, do you? Is this? Are you into this on a sexual level? You know, so positive. This story, if nothing else, is driving home the point that you two are in a relationship. Yeah. There is no doubt in my mind at this point. What's happening? You're in. You're in cute little general stores in Vermont together. Yeah. Ch- Chuck's looking for maple lattes at the local sorority at University of Vermont. He's called Ray. His, his hot sauce buffalo. Like, I don't know what's happening. Like, I don't know. I didn't know Ray was a yeah. furry. I thought he was a comedian. Yeah. I don't know what the hell is happening. <laughs> we had a good time. We had a good time on the way back remember we stopped at that cheese place and we sampled all that cheese together <laughs> oh that it's just oh, getting yeah. better this yeah. is definitely <laughs> supporting, <laughs> supporting that it was the together. horseradish oh the horseradish yeah. was my favorite yeah. and then Do when you, you proposed to me long distances <laughs> <laughs> 
Chuck, oh, I feel man. like this relationship's going to end up with you being a weird smell in the trunk. Yeah. I really do. <laughs> it's just hot oh, sauce, man. officer. <laughs> but no, I, and so to bring it back around to something more like mentally healthy, uh, I would say that, yeah, that's undependent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. That's where we started. Yep. Yeah. No. So, th- but the show is it's it's so funny because like for all the conversation we had about what to do next, undependent ended up being so reflective of where we were and you know like we ended up being characters named after ourselves lee plays the producer in the show that we meet uh you know stuff like that and i think the show is uh you know it's these two guys that are trying to make a documentary every episode is a completely different not not the web series that 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 was released the six episodes but the the concept of the show for the that we shot the pilot for was every episode is going to be another documentary that they try and make uh yeah. you know any of the any of the the different styles of documentary that we see a million times food documentaries you know outdoor survivalist kind of things you know whatever hot topics are going on um those are the things that they would be trying to do but these two you know idiots would get in get in their own way their own emotional bullshit would screw up what they were trying to do and so the two of them represent like creative people, just people that are trying anyone that ever heard like chase your dream, you know, just I'm so I'm so proud of you for just doing what you love. Anybody who has ever heard that, that's what the show is for. That's who the show is for, because like Ray is the perfectionist. Nothing is ever good enough. And uh, here's the goal. And I need to cut myself open to make that happen. And Derek is the other side of every single person's brain which is this is awesome this is the best yeah and whatever we make will be the best because we're great so it will be great and those are the two voices i think inside every single person's brain this sucks and this is awesome at the same time this actually begs a really good question um and i I say it's really good i don't know i'll let you decide but one of the (laughs) things You talked about being a man and you how it was so personal and reflective. It's obvious that you and Derek are playing very exaggerated versions of yourself. Oh yeah. Did you did you ever film something and whether it made it to the air or not, doing Undependent, where you said, "Holy crap, that's a little too close to how I actually am." <laughs> that is a good question. Uh, like going into the show, it was it was definitely like, okay, I want to just take the flaws that we do have and just turn them up to 11, right? Like, just just dial up all of the flaws, dial down some of the normalcy, mm-hmm. and get these exaggerated characters. And then very quickly I realized, like, oh, it is like a yin and yang kind of thing. It's the, yeah. op- like, eternally optimistic and the et- internally pessimistic. Um, and that's kind of true to a point uh, for both of us. Uh, I would say the stuff that I was... Uh, that that maybe was a little too close. I don't know if there was anything too close. If there is, uh, how about this? I yeah, I thought of something. I'm not going to tell you because I it's too. Uh, uh, I don't want uh, Derek to find out. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's fair. So it's, it's, it's he's all not going to listen. It's okay. It's all yeah. no. It's all hidden. It's all under layers of like, haha, funny situation in your show. You know what I mean? So, yep. but I, th- Look, I, I think- can see Chuck. Chuck knows what it is. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, know know I can see Chuck. He know knows what it is. is. Yeah, yeah. I do. But I think I think the 
it is weird because I think like if a therapist watched the uh, the series and they looked at this, I could say to them, so that's how I feel about my career. Yeah. And they would understand <laughs> entirely. Well, it's great. Like you said, with the because there there is like that um that one scene where it's funny because you're like what a nice guy. And Derek immediately <laughs> turns to you and goes, what a fucking psycho. Like, this guy's a fucking... Yeah, yeah. The you know? uh, the internet troll. The yeah. internet troll. Yeah. By the way, uh, played by Micah Sherman. Um, so funny. Like, yeah. such a good guy. He's in uh, High Maintenance on HBO. Super funny. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, when he came in to, to do that, like, the, the, uh, the improv that we got to do was a lot of fun like uh, the like the vaping that was in that episode that was only because he had a vape pen and i was like okay so your character vapes now because this is too funny yeah Uh, (laughs) the conversation about like uh you know brewing your own beer like that was just all improv and super nice guy and i hope we get to make more of the show in some capacity because there's more there's more stuff that needs to happen with his character with his character for oh, sure agreed yeah. agreed yeah. actually i have one other question and i already asked it to you at the premiere but i wanted to ask again because of covid and the fact that we've all got a little bit of a different perspective on things now but i actually asked you um you swear a lot in the show and you work a little blue in the show and and i think that really adds to the the, the tension between you and the atmosphere but yeah. you mentioned that networks were also interested and uh, would you consider kind of watering down the more adult elements? I, I think that night I said homogenized, and I, I don't know if that's actually the right term, but if a network came calling, how willing would you be to kind of tone things down, or do you think that those elements are actually necessary for making the show as real as you want it to be? That That's a good question, and uh, I'm going to answer it honestly, and let's see if it matches up with what I said, because I don't remember. So, And then we'll know. Then we'll know if I was honest both times, yeah. right? So the, uh, the, the, you know, independent, um, you know, true-to-himself uh, comedian in me wants to say, hey, this is the thing I wanted to make. So this is what it is. Yeah. Um, but the the real truth of it is uh, I'll change anything you want. Um, <laughs> if you want, if it, like if a network, if a network was like, hey, we'll take the show, but here are the changes. I'd be like, you know what? I was thinking of doing the same thing with those changes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to have, you know, Derek is now going to be a, uh, you know, like a, 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 my wife. And uh, <laughs> we will have a, a, a you know a seven year old like redheaded cute kid that's going to be like the you know TGIF G shucks kid. Yeah. Uh, we'll have that kid in this show just being just being a real rascal, just a real <laughs> rascal. Oh, he's all tangled up in those cords. Get out of there, Joey. Yeah. You know, just stuff like that. We'll do all that shit, no problem. Uh, if Animal Planet wants to pick us up, Derek will be an orangutan. That is totally fine. As long as I get to make the show, I'm happy. But yeah, I mean, the truth is in between those two things. Like yeah. uh, the same network we were talking to um, liked Be a Man, and they wanted to talk about like a you know TV version of Be a Man. And the conversation started at like, how could we see this happen? 
And I gave them my concept. By the end of the conversation, these conference calls, these fucking horrible conference calls, <laughs> by the end of it, and I'm not kidding about this, it was Terry Crews uh you know had a had a development deal with them so it would be a good idea to have him host the show and it would be this whole other thing and by the end of the conversation i'm like but what do what do i do you know what I mean? like yeah, what do i do yeah. in this am i in it because yeah. if i was watching a show i i'd be like ah oh, cool terry cruz i like that guy he's real likable who the yeah. fuck is that guy you know what i mean like who's who's that fat white guy standing behind him looking uncomfortable you know what i mean he's got big pecs but it's not the same it's not the same and uh it just became this kind of ugly thing that I didn't want to do where I was like, do you guys just want to buy the idea for the show? Because I don't even think you need to buy it. It's not a new idea. Right. It, you know, it's just it, it's baked into what the show or what the movie was. And uh, so thankfully, that kind of went away because I remember saying to Lee, I was just like, I don't I don't think I want to make that show. I really don't. It's 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 gross. Um, but at the same time, like I didn't hear a number. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, like like if they gave me a number, I'd be like, oh shit. You know what? I uh, yeah yeah yeah. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. That's Terry Crews is perfect. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think and, Judith uh, Light would make a wonderful Derek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I love it. I love it. Only if I get to call him Angela. <laughs> no but yeah it's a that's the weird thing about television like uh i think we learned a lot in this thing like like uh you know lee being a, a producer for film you know this was a, a a learning curve for him too dealing with television this was my first step into television stuff uh you know chuck <laughs> this was your first step into television stuff too right yeah, yeah. I mean, we had been doing the senior discount videos as like a web series for a long time, um, so I was pretty confident with terms of like editing, you know, A and B cameras and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, in terms of like this legitimate, definitely. Like industry, you know what I mean? Like real yeah, like yeah, industry yeah, stuff, yeah. 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 And it's just, it's a different thing. Um, I'm glad we did it, and, and I hope we get to tell more stories with these guys, because <laughs> the... You know, some of the some of the episode ideas are selfishly just like they're too funny. They're too funny not to do. And I would love to be able to do them. Um, and, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Honestly, I don't even know what the, the television landscape is going to look like when we all come back from this. Right. Who the yeah. fuck knows? Like everything's changing. Like Comedy Central is turning into a whole different network after COVID. Like they're yeah. dropping everything and they dropped just Tosh. Going, they dropped yeah. Tosh with, with the cheapest yeah. show they could make on that network, and they're not doing it in favor of a yet another adult cartoon. Right, and they're yeah, can, they canceled. It. I think corp, uh, corporate got canceled as well. Yeah. Like they're canceled, and corporate was great too. They're just canceling everything, and they're just going animation and something else. Like it's like guys, topical, you like know, parody news shows. But all they want to do is be like. And they've wanted this for like a decade now. They just, uh, they wanted to become MTV uh, circa like 1999, 2000. Because um, their audience got younger and younger and younger. And that's what right. they're they're pursuing. And then MTV mm -hmm. became Nickelodeon. Um, and now Nickelodeon yeah. is I don't know what. But, 
you know, yeah. The, so it, the the landscape looks totally different, and I think right now, uh, networks are just concerned with keeping uh, as many of the shows that they do have, you know, not on the air, but like good to go, ready to go. Uh, and they're not they're not going to be picking up anything. Although I did have to. The only oh. I fucking oh, I hate it. I hate there's network stuff. Whoa, network whoa, stuff is what the gross. hell just happened? Yeah. Like Sorry, the lights I just changed in Ray's room and then some shit just yeah. happened. What the hell's going on? So the other thing that TV networks are doing right now, man, you're getting so many exclusives today. Uh, <laughs> the other thing that networks are doing now is uh they're they're like desperately trying to adjust to corona times. Uh, I was asked to audition for a, sh- a network show. I've, I, again, I w- it, it's a different network than the one I was talking to before uh, for a comedy that was called... Uh, no, I'm not even going to say it. So I auditioned for it. It was a Zoom comedy show, like a sitcom that happens on Zoom surrounding really? the coronavirus lockdown stuff. And it was like they were trying to make like new girl happen on zoom you know what i mean and they asked me to audition and i read the script and i was like this script sucks (laughs) it's the worst (laughs) fucking script this is so bad but did you see the the numbers yeah Yeah, right yeah (laughs) Yeah. and i did the audition i was like this is all right fine this is terrible i don't know why they're doing this it's it's real gross well i don't know uh, yeah Yeah, i mean it's got such wacky source material i wonder if yeah Yeah. i mean one hundred seventy-five thousand dead people let's build a premise on it because people are but but, but listen almost two hundred thousand people are dead but are they gonna get together exactly It's like Ross and Rachel. Come on. What's going to happen? Step over the dead to hug each other right now. Don't worry about them. They're on a break right now. Yeah. It makes so, you wonder if t- if if things are going because of all these streaming services and all I mean there's just so many places and so many TV shows and so many shows coming out. Yeah. That if it's almost these one hit, they'll just like, let's just make it and see how it goes. If it doesn't work, we get rid of it, move on to the next one. I mean, they, that's how it they always do works, do that. But, but yeah, they do. They do that. But they, they do it instead of like, oh, here's an original idea. Let's see if it works. They go, well, here's a almost like here's a 99% accurate photocopy of something else that existed so yeah. let's see if that works yeah they'll they're they're doing a lot of safe you know well this worked before and i mean that's that's job security for uh for you know execs at the at the network because if it fails they can be like i don't know i mean this is basically that show and that show did well so this i don't know what to tell worked, you yeah this formula has worked before yeah. so yeah but that's I, TV. I think the that's current the climate industry yeah, the current climate calls for this because everybody wants something safe and secure now. So yeah. you're, you're going to st- we need another Friends at this point. We need another Seinfeld. I almost feel like that's what people yeah. are like a blanket. They're holding onto it now. Sure, and, and and that makes total sense. I I I'll always remember uh, somebody said this, and I don't remember who said it, and and it kills me that I don't. But somebody made a great point. If you're watching television and you watch something truly good. Somewhere in the line, someone made a mistake, and they let that show get through. You know what I yeah, mean? And yeah. that's—it sounds like Dan Harmon. 
It does sound like Dan Harmon, yeah. but I don't think it was Dan Harmon because it wasn't yeah. followed immediately by an apology. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I love Dan Harmon, but that's a fun joke. Uh, no, it's a, it's, it's, it's a weird landscape, and I don't know, but that's why we put it out the way we did. That's why we put it out on, on YouTube. Like We had to talk about that a lot. And you know, I talked to Chuck, and I was like, do you think, you, A, would you be willing to recut the show into you know the web series format b do you think we can do that will the show work and yeah. uh yeah and it worked out well it worked out really well yeah i will say at first at first it was uh you and lee talked and and lee was talking about that and you were kind of like i remember the first time you called me about it you were like but i don't think it'll work there's no way to do it there's no way to do it and i remember saying to you i'm like well there's a really clear in and out um for the first act of episode one and there's a really clear in and out for the first act of episode two. So if we can find this moment and this moment, and we kind of slowly started the ball rolling where we were like cautiously optimistic, being like, can we find these places to make new cuts and say, this is a clear endpoint, uh, you know, for four additional moments because we had to turn two episodes into six ad- episodes. Um, but it was kind of a slow process for us to figure that out. Yeah, and I think it it's it's tricky too because you're taking you know a story structure of 22 minutes and breaking it into three separate right. uh, pieces. Thankfully, you know with 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 the show having three acts, uh, right. it was easy exactly. to separate yeah. them. So I think what it really comes down to is good editing and great writing. Um, yeah. <laughs> I no, think that's really what it would be. The, it, that was a joke. It, that was a joke. To be clear, it, <laughs> it was, but it was funny when I when. You were saying you were releasing it. You know, I was like, "All right, cool, awesome." You know, I was I was excited to see it again to get you know to get a chance to see it again because I did enjoy it. So I was like, "All right." And then that first episode, I was like, "Oh, I see what they did here." <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, "That works. It worked. It worked perfect for exactly you know for releasing it as a web series." Yeah, because so. this was the time to do it. Because it was like, well, we can sit on this until. Uh, you know, an, an like a you know expiration date question mark question mark question mark, um, or we can put it out. And truly, the coolest thing that has happened in this is like I have felt the entertainment starvation thing, where it's like, well, shit, what what the hell show am I going to watch now? Or yeah. you know, we're out of stuff. Let's find an old what series from ten years ago. Can we start binge watching? And I'll you know, my wife and I are like, uh, I don't know. Let's try this. Um, so I wanted to be able to like give people something to watch. And just today, and this isn't me making up a you know stupid story so people can go to like undependentshow.com or the YouTube and watch it. But uh, so my wife was yeah, thank you. Very much. <laughs> my wife was telling me uh, this is not a, a you know anecdote for undependentshow.com. Um, <laughs> she was telling me that uh, a coworker of hers uh, they would make like a big deal every time uh, a new episode would come out this month. Like they have, they have uh, two kids and you know, it's uh, the, the husband and wife, like every Monday and Thursday, like it was like a date night for them where they got the snacks and they got all the shit together, even though it's like eight minutes long. I was just going to say did that. <laughs> it's like the bag yeah. of chips opens like, Oh, but it was put, like a put the clip and, on it, put it back on the shelf. But I understand entirely where that's coming from for parents because, yeah. uh, and I don't know which. Uh, how many of you have kids? Brad and I do. 
Okay. All right. Yep. So you guys will understand this. The other two, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> but well, the way I understand to, it, Craig's wife dogs. and Chuck's no. girlfriend both would understand having kids. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Uh, one like perpetually happy. Like, just give him something shiny. He'll be thrilled. Yeah. You, know what I mean? <laughs> you know what's really cool? How spoons make like things look stretched out. Isn't that the coolest thing? Do you- <laughs> Don't Do you, you love, love spoons? spoons? <laughs> yeah, don't you love spoons? Are you a real spoon perv? <laughs> but I'm a sport point, freak. I don't know about you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a spoon, but it's got like a haircut. Uh, but, but my point is like that gave them something to look forward to that day. Like when they're when they're dealing with their kids and like trying yeah. to get shit done, they get to yeah. look at each other and go like, "Oh yeah, there's a new episode of Undependent. That's cool. That's something. That's something in these fucking quarantine times." Yeah. Because that's how my wife and I are too. Where it's like, "Oh hey, hey, we can we can finish up uh, that that new Perry Mason thing on HBO tonight. That'll be fun. That's something to look forward to." Yeah. And it does give you a ray of hope. When you're just trying to get through this weird shit with your kids and you're just you just want to get through the day. But my wife told me that today and it was like, oh, that's that's the best feedback I could hear about this show. That's awesome. That in this time that happened, that that feels really great. And I haven't even gotten a chance to tell Chuck that. So that's yeah, uh, that's great. No, that's That's, awesome. That's awesome. I mean, the best feedback we get about our show is that someone downloaded it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 wait. I heard it ends quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um actually, do you mind if we change gears just a little bit? Yeah, I'm um, sorry. Because- I've been, we've been talking so inside baseball in this thing. I don't even no, know if no, it's no. entertaining to people or not, but I'm just going to kick myself if we don't get to Conan. I want to talk about your appearance on Conan. I'm and, not going to do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Great. But but the rest of us will. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I will listen and I will nod on the Zoom chat yeah. so you can see me, but no one so else I'll, will know. I will I will commentate Ray's physical reactions. Let's do this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's so dangerous. I you know what? I'm not even gonna yes and this. I'm yeah. shutting it down. <laughs> he's he's head sli- slightly tilted to the right. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. He's got his thumb in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. Anyway, yes. So, get, no, yeah. I'm go, ahead, go ahead. I, I'm sorry. I was laughing. Um, I, I, the one thing I noticed about the set, you took a risk, and it, 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 I don't mean in the sense that it was weird material, off material, whatever. It's a great bit, but you had what eight minutes, ten minutes for Conan, and uh, oh you no, told it's a, it, like six minutes, like it, I think, or it five. Was per- it was like five and a half. You you, you have to do a four and a half minute four set. Four and a half. Yeah. Yeah, it has yeah. to get locked in at four and a half with the booker, JP, um, because they know it'll probably go a little longer than that, and you're supposed yeah. to hit like five. Yeah. Uh, but JP uh, is JP Buck is the the booker for Conan, and the nicest, most like supportive two comedians person in the world. So awesome. when I got there and I'm standing on stage uh, before the show starts, he's like, "So here's where you're gonna stand. Here's your mark. Blah blah blah. You know." And he's like, "Take your time. Just do what you want." If if a moment hits you and you want to say something, say it. Don't worry about time. If it goes super long, we'll cut. We'll cut it, you know, in the edit. This isn't going out live. We will cut it down and make sure it fits. If it's not too long, we'll keep it in. Everything will be fine. And they kept in the whole thing, which yeah. was great. So it's a little over five. Uh, but yeah, I the fact that that he just is like, do what you want, play. 
And uh, that's really awesome because thing. we've seen your comedy. And, you you know, when you watch a late night show and you get a comic on there, typically it's, you know, set up punchline, set up punchline, callback, and, and they're done. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you took a very, you know, a calculated risk, but you built, it was a progressively building thing. And you also had crowd involvement, which can be risky on late night television. So I'm just yeah. curious about, as somebody who's, I, I really do love comedy and I love like the science of comedy, if you will. I, I was curious at what your mentality was, because there's a, a lot of your other jokes. You could have compiled a greatest hit set and, and done that, and it would have been a great appearance. But I was very curious as to why you chose that set and, you know, were you concerned going in that it might not resonate with a late night crowd yeah so uh um jp really chose the set uh so i sent in um that set and uh what else hot air balloons, hot air balloons. uh yeah. yes Which yeah and one. yeah and i thought for sure that would be the set that he wanted me to do and he came back with, I really like this, uh, and and I would like you to do the vanilla folders bit. At the time, it was seven minutes, and he's like, you just got to cut it down to four and a half. Uh, you know, uh, you know, film it, record it, and show me that you can uh, do it at four and a half. I, I need, I need, you know, proof that it's at four and a half. Yeah. And so we started talking. I was like, okay. And I was really surprised that that was the one. And I was like, you don't like the hot air balloon. Bit? I could do that. I, oh, I sent him a camping bit too, and he was like, "No, I let's keep hot air balloon bits for a second appearance. Let's do this one." And I was like, "Oh awesome. shit!" He said second appearance, so that's good. Uh, yeah, I, I have it go. in writing. You know, you're you have to do it. I'll sue you. I'll sue you. <laughs> and so, uh, so I started working on, you know, uh, carving it down from the seven minutes. And I at first I was going to take out all the crowd interaction stuff and just leave the bit. And he was like, "Oh, I love that stuff. Like, don't don't get rid of that. Like, he's not uh, he's not hard on editing. Like, a lot of people, a lot of late night bookers, they're gonna be the ones that like, you can say this, but you can't say this. Change this right. word to that word. Don't do that. Um, and a lot you of know, comics. You know, it's a funny story when we were at this time because I was helping you send out these tapes, and we were sending out a clip to someone else for a late night show, and you went like thirty seconds over." And we were like, you were like, how do we get rid of this 30 seconds of this clip? Because it had to be so exact. Do you remember this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I was like, oh, you know, I'm like, what if we put a fake person walking in front of the camera and we cut the 30 seconds in that time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Ray <laughs> shot it in the Comedy Connection. And so I'm like, I did it. And I found a, a silhouette of a guy on a green screen. And we put it walking across, and we cut the thirty seconds from the set. Yeah, because because uh, somebody's <laughs> wow, like somebody's fantastic. phone went off. <laughs> that's brilliant. Like right at the beginning of the set, right at the beginning yeah, of the right set, the right when I got on stage, like somebody's phone went off, and I had to acknowledge it or whatever. Yeah, I was like, "Fuck!" But that's the tape because I had to send it out to the Corden people. And, yes, uh, that's right. Yeah, so so we did that. Uh, but uh, JP, like people like that, they'll probably be like, you know, say this, don't say this, change right, that word, right? And most comics, not most, a lot of comics I know will send uh, a late night set in with a joke that they know will get cut, like just to give them something. Just to give them something to, to cut. cut. Yeah, yeah. But with JP, no, he's he's that's like cool. if th if that's what you want to do, do it. Uh, you know, obviously, like if it's something horrible. Yeah, uh, you know he'll have to run it by you know legal, but yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, but you you're not employed by them, so eh, just no second appearance. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, but people will talk about it. That's and, right. Uh, yeah. so, 
But yeah, he was like so incredibly uh, open to all of it. And I was shocked that he was like, no, 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 keep the audience interaction stuff. And when I sent him the final four and a half, he's like, oh, you didn't you didn't keep in this one thing that I really loved. And I was like, but dude, that would have taken that would have taken another 30 seconds of crowd interaction. And he's like, "Okay, if you don't want to do it, that's fine. Like he would he was totally open (laughs) to it, you know, and uh, and like I said, being there. Shit. I should have kept it. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, no. No, I I will say this uh the next set if if and when I get to do another late night set like if I go back for Conan, if we get to have live audiences again, I will do it. Um uh I will be doing a regular set without nice. the audience breakdown stuff because that is so much there's the regular work of a late night set and then yep. adding on the audience uh, interaction. Like, I'm not doing crowd work. I'm not asking them questions or anything. Yeah. I'm referencing how they're reacting. But that means I need them to react. You need reactions. Yeah, Yeah. that's a big risk. And there were moments that really fucked with me. Like, in the set, I got some applause breaks when I kind of called them out. And, you know, look, as a comedian doing a late yeah. night set, you want applause breaks. Holy shit. I'm the, I, yeah. like, I'm a piece of shit for just being like, oh, they gave me too many applause breaks. But <laughs> in that moment, <laughs> but in that moment, I was like, what are you doing? Don't clap right now. You know what I mean? And I did say at that, like in one of them, like, okay, that's enough. I'm being timed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, yeah. like let's yeah. settle down. Because uh, I was worried about that. But you have sure. to take time. You have to plant seeds. Like you said earlier, Brad, Like it, it builds. It, there's a, It's a progressive you know. bit. And you know what? I got to say this. I, you were on the perfect set. Conan tends to lean towards more out-of-the-box type comedy. I think yeah, if yeah. you were on any other show, it would have been joke, punchline, joke, punchline, callback, and done. And there's nothing wrong with that because there's certainly jokes in your set that would work like that. But if you, you really made a statement that night and said, this is who you are as a comedian, you know, no, nobody was looking for a reason to listen to you that night. They were looking for a reason not to. And you didn't give them that. You, you, you literally grabbed them because you were building this something and it was obvious and the payoff at the end was tremendous. And so, Holy shit, you know, Brad, uh, can you... I don't know. Can you just like come to every show and like talk to people? To, <laughs> yeah, not even yeah, talk right. to me. Talk to other people <laughs> after the show. Like you know, yeah. Wait, happily, happily. Yeah. And this is this like is actually any, a great any transition. industry thing. I'm going to make sure you're sitting right next <laughs> yeah. to them. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're going to uh, create put, 35 new online accounts with different reviews, all yeah. with the same kind of theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brad, I need you to start working for Vulture. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> just stuff like that. I got a great idea. I'm going to send out bags of seeds with your name on it. That's right. Just send it to everyone. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, and I really do appreciate that. And and, and thank you. Thank you very much. Um, So, Ray, I I have a question. As you were talking about that, like them making, you know, all these producers suggesting changes. Do you as a comic have any boundaries you won't cross with material? Uh, as far as like like topics that yeah. I won't. Yeah, talk is there anything about? that you wouldn't do? Do you think is kind of like off limits? I'm not going to talk about that kind of subject or something like no, that. No, no, I think I think there are no. Uh, I'm I'm firmly in the camp of one. I'm in the camp of one where I like I don't agree with people with comedians or other people that say like uh you know oh nothing's off limits you can talk about whatever you want right. But I also don't agree with uh, the opposite of that. I think you can talk about anything you want, but you have to. It, the the more serious or the more 
heavy a topic is, the more care you have to handle it with. Yeah. So sure. you can talk about whatever you want, but you better be real fucking good at talking about it. You know, that's that's where I come from. So makes sense. Like I, I had I've had topics. I've had everything. All the bad, the big bad ones. You know what I mean? Every every bit of it. Um and you know when i was starting out it wasn't handled with care and as i became a better comedian i started handling it with care and uh you know i'm definitely i like kind of being deceptively dirty i like being deceptively uh, uh a little boundary pushy right mm-hmm. i like to talk about you know i talk about hot air balloons and hamsters right but in that and other in and in other areas, like I, I am bringing up some stuff that I think sneaks in, um, that's a little more abstract. Uh, I also don't, I just don't want to talk about like current event stuff while I'm on yeah. stage because right. it's always changing and we're trying to escape it anyway. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to be antagonistic either because, for me, the stage is a chance to, uh, escape and like be happy with no with nothing just be a completely uh untethered balloon and just be happy um and if i have to think about like edgy shit or whatever you know i hate that term but whatever it is uh and like pushing boundaries and like hey i'm just telling my truth man then i'm i have to be angry you you need to to get a hat like chuck if you're gonna talk like that but Oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! Start talking about it. like no guys, guys, guys. Uh, Chocolate Starfish was actually a fucking great <laughs> album, <laughs> and Hot Dog Water does not get its due. Um, <laughs> did, I, did I did I miss a Limp Biscuit time period where you wore a hat like this? Did that happen? No, you're not Limp Biscuit. You're a fan of Limp Biscuit. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I thought I thought they said I was Fred Durst. I the, thought they said the Fred only Durst thing worse was is if you would be a Juggaloo. Like that's the only thing worse. Did you say Juggaloo? Juggaloo. Yes. He did say that. Juggaloo. Yeah. Juggaloo. Yeah, juggaloo. Yeah. I don't even want to know what the implications are there. I'm not interested. It's in a Portuguese Juggalo. <laughs> or it's just like a guy named Lou who's yeah. really into <laughs> Juggaloo shit. It's me. Come on. My name's Lou. What are you going to call me? I'm you know, Lou, he carries the water down the street. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that's somebody working at that's somebody working at the sperm bank, the cryogenic department. It's like, oh, we got to juggle Lou. That's <laughs> the roadside service tank. Yeah. Steve spilled a jug of Lou. Uh, so <laughs> we're all out of that. Lou was taking his vitamins this week. all all i was saying chuck is that you look like a guy that got kicked out of woodstock 99 that's all i'm saying (laughs) like if there was ooh, no 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 if there was a close-up magic uh magician at woodstock 99 that would be (laughs) chuck state We're a week removed from doing our Chris Angel bit, so this was yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did a whole I'm like sorry. ten minutes of lisping. It was. 
Jesus. We just thought it was funny that a guy, if you have a lisp like that, he's going to spell his name with two S's. Yeah. <laughs> and be an illusionist. Yeah, exactly. It's like they hired but, that guy for, uh, what do you call it? The uh, spray stuff there. What the hell is that shit Axe? called? No. Oh, <laughs> the, oh, the, no, the magic stuff for the bottom of the boat. Like he sprays yeah, it on yeah. the screen door. Oh, yeah, yeah that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Magic yeah. seal. Magic seal. Magic seal. Yeah. Flex seal. Flex seal. Flex seal. They gave it to a guy with a lisp. Wait a minute. It's not magic seal. I bought second rate screen door spray. Yeah, you You bought a bootleg version of a bootleg product already. Yeah. Awesome. Exactly. Awesome. How many times do I have to tell you if you have a leaky rowboat, do not go to job lot? (laughs) You can't go to job lot for your leaky boat. Apparently, three times. So there it is. Honestly, Um, what what are you using that spray for, really? Really, like we see all the shit that they do in the in the infomercial, but let's be honest, like who's grabbing a can of that for like, oh, you know what? I got just the thing. I know exactly what's going to be good. (laughs) Honey, we've got a plumbing leak. Grab the spray can under the sink. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Put that phone down. Put the checkbook away. (laughs) It's right here. You know, what if what if black spray paint was like thicker, (laughs) like just thicker? (laughs) Uh, just somebody spraying themselves down uh now that i that i want to see i want to see somebody spray them cover themselves in flex Flex seal seal. (laughs) yeah that's the infomercial have this guy have the guy that hosts the infomercial coat himself in flex seal only right and then like do like a five mile hike you know what I mean? And then when he's done, be like, and my body's completely fine. No cuts, no abrasions. I floated all the way to the Canary Islands. I'm dry. <laughs> you just spray it all over his body and put a ball gag in. <laughs> yeah, I'm all set. Ready for that latex party I was going to tonight. If you don't have latex, don't worry about it. It's latex in a can. <laughs> Chuck is suspiciously quiet right now, by the way. He's like, shit, he's telling everybody my idea. His dog heard Flex Seal. He's bringing him the can like it's a a bone. He's trying to shoot it away. (laughs) Go, go. Chuck, what would you use Flex Seal on? I was at uh, Providence Place Mall yesterday. And there's a new, you know, this Boscov is the new like department store, which I've never heard of before. Wait, wait. And someone I, decided to open a new department store, like brick and mortar store right now. They opened it where Nordstrom was. The Boscovs bought it. Jeez. And uh, <laughs> I walked, I walked right. by the end cap and it had Flex Seal. No. And I was like, that shit looks fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I oh, picked up the can and I was like, there's got to be something I can use this for. Yeah. <laughs> And I couldn't think of a thing, and so I put it back. But I took a picture of it to remind myself for later if anything ever breaks. That's yeah. right. It, it's it's in your phone labeled girth spray. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chuck, during a pandemic, you went to the mall. I went to the into, mall? To the department store? Boscovs. You were like, you know what? I am braving a pandemic. I'm yeah. going to Boscovs. Ain't nobody going to keep me from my Boscovs, <laughs> goddammit. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yes, that's right. 
I'm following the rules. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> no, no, there's not a rule that says go to fucking Boscov's, all right? <laughs> there isn't Six that rule feet. at Boscov's. Yeah, no, Boscov's <laughs> is just like, oh, you're here. Okay. Uh, do you want off brand flannels? <laughs> Are you interested in off-brand flan? Hey, you know the shit Walmart won't buy? Come on down to Boscov's. <laughs> Let me show you where the oh. flick deal is. <laughs> Hello, my name is Alexi Boscov. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome um. to Boscov's. Come on in. You remember Nordstrom? <laughs> we could not afford any of that. that. This is like that's like the exact bit that Gina and I were doing the entire time we yesterday. Yeah, it is I, Alexi Boskov. Hello, <laughs> like coming out from inside of a clothing rack, one of those circular clothing racks. He like parts the flannels and comes out. Hello, it is I, Alexi Boskov. We, we kept we kept Hello. doing uh we kept doing the commercial that the guy would make, and he'd be like, "Come to Boskov's, we got socks and what else? What else?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello, this is Alexi Buskov. Hello, Providence, Rhode Island. We're in your mall now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 that's not what he would say. He would say, we have taken the mall. <laughs> we have taken your mall. We all, have... the, all the clothes are just one piece of fabric. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They have two colors. Have... They have green and brown. <laughs> Kitchen wares. We have fine mugs made of porcelain. <laughs> we have many, many artificial fabrics. Come on down to Bosco. <laughs> yes. For the Alexi guarantee, no returns. Here, here's, here's yes. some cigarettes for the children. <laughs> At some point, you've got to say moose and squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have an automotive department? No, but we have a parking garage. <laughs> Boscov for when uh, for when uh, the dollar store is too fancy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if Macy's had a slutty sister? <laughs> Remember Filene's basement? We dug lower. Boscoffs. <laughs> oh, this is great. I'm doing enough of them. This is fun. All right. This is All fantastic. Right. So now hey, remember, we're, you ever well, wonder what happened to Sears? We dug it up. It's Boscoffs now. <laughs> So now that you're writing new material, we got to talk. <laughs> yeah. We're connected. We're connected on social media. And you had done an outdoor set not too long ago. And then immediately after you kind of oh, you yeah. kind of backtracked on that a bit and you just, you know, you expressed very publicly your discomfort with these setups and maybe yeah. you're just not ready to get back out there and do it. You know, like how are you feeling these days? Uh, yeah. you know, when can we expect to see you again? I got to say, Brad you're killing it with the questions. You are the interviewer. No. I don't know what the fuck is going on with everybody else. Right? Uh, <laughs> it sounds like you've heard the show before. <laughs> so I had done, uh, I did a weekend at the Comedy Connection because I trust the Comedy Connection and I had been talking to Corey and Dave, the owners, throughout the quarantine when everything was shut down. And I knew that they were taking everything seriously. And I was supposed to be there right before. I, my weekend was the first weekend they had to close the doors. 
So I agreed to do it because there were tickets already sold and they had been pushed back so many times. I was like, I'll do this. And uh, I did the two shows inside and they were completely safe. They were completely fine. It's been more than, you know, it's been a couple of months now. There was no, uh, no, nobody got COVID there. Um, (laughs) And it was great. Uh, But it was still this like level of anxiety that I had given everything so not only was i like shit i haven't done comedy in four months at the time uh but also uh i don't want to be responsible for everybody's health you know my own i'm i'm worried about my own and i'm really worried about saying to people come out to this thing and not doing comedy in four months and having to get up and meanwhile you know i like to riff i like to play around but there was a huge wall of all of the chaos in the world right now in my mind that I had to get past to get to the jokes and get to the riffing. And uh, to do that off and on, even if I said right now, I'm going to do comedy uh, as much as humanly possible, I'm still not going to be back to working at a level that anywhere near what I was doing before, not even half of what I was doing before, because I can't travel. I'm not going to get on a fucking plane right now. No. You know what I mean? I'm not doing I'm that. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. it's not worth it uh, to go to like the Chuckle Hut in Des Moines or some shit and, and do that. <laughs> uh, no disrespect to the Chuckle Hut, but they know what they did. And um, <laughs> it's uh, that whole place is held up by Flexio, let's be honest. And um, it, it is, it's too much, right? Right now, it's too much to think about and to worry about and be responsible for. So I did say on uh, social media, I'm not going to be doing indoor shows. I just can't. Um, I can't expect that of of anybody else, and I can't do it for myself. I will be doing outdoor shows. I booked a few. Uh, you know, people have asked me to do them, and uh, I have a couple on the books. Um, and even that, I have like in the last couple of days come to the realization of I'm going to do the ones that I have and, uh, and, and I'm not going to book anymore. Um, it's too much. Like one that I had for this Friday, uh, just got canceled. I got a text like right before we started recording this, they canceled the show because, uh, one of the employees tested positive and yeah, I just can't fuck. I can't fuck with that. And, no, and man. you know, it's physically, it's a risk, and emotionally, it's just a fucking minefield to go out and do that. So right, right it's now, not, it's not just you; you have to worry about either. Yeah, it's my family, it's the people right. that are there, it's everything. And um, so, as far as what I'm doing, I I'm compartmentalizing. I've built a a fairly decent bubble around comedy, and allowed myself to walk away from that bubble for a little while. And it's the only way I've been able to stay sane. Um, now I hike. I don't know what happened. <laughs> like I'm outside? Hiking. <laughs> I'm hiking all the time. I have a I have an eight-minute bit about how much I hate camping. And now I'm walking around the woods going like, this is great. This is great. I'm a new person. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, that's, because so it's, gonna... that's because it's August. Let's do this conversation again in January. I'll, fuck it. I'll be out there. That'll be the best. That'll be the absolute best because I'll sweat Ray, less. Ray, you sound uh, you sound suspiciously like someone I know. 
Who's that? <laughs> it's me. The positivity. The positivity. <laughs> yeah. There's no way you would be out. You, These you would never trees be out on and that dirt hike. are amazing. <laughs> are you a real? No, tree you freak? would be out on that hike, scrolling oh. through Twitter, and you'd be like, oh. "Hey, did you hear that?" No, I would be trying to take in the nature, the beauty oh, of no, everything, fuck you. and then I no. would hear from you in the no. background. I no. Let, let me finish my great joke. Uh, I would hear from you in the background. <laughs> you looking at your phone, going, "Did you hear they're making a Mega Man movie?" <laughs> <laughs> right, like, <laughs> I would not be that excited about a Mega Man movie, depending on who's playing Mega Man. No, you'd um, be like Jared Leto's playing Mega Man. I think it might be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I love hiking. I go hiking all the time. I go hiking with Gina and my dog. You can go look at my uh, Instagram last summer for proof. Yeah. I don't want to go to your Instagram last summer, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> walking no walking to Subway in town by taking a roundabout route doesn't count as hiking. Oh no, we go to uh, we go to uh, what's that place in Portsmouth? That's my favorite place or Middletown. D'Angelo's big lookout. No, that big lookout on the top. What's it called? Papa Gino's. Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, uh, Fort Adams. Fort Adams. Yeah, that's, that's a, like my favorite one. Yeah, that's Newport. Yeah. Oh, is it in Newport? Yeah. I thought it was might be Middletown. Yeah. yeah. There's a there's a <laughs> bunch of trails in the back over there. Yeah, it's Shut awesome. Up, Craig. Yeah, it's great. There is. They they even have a maze in there too. Yeah, it's cool. Yep. We got some. We really stayed cool in the stuff. maze. We stayed in the maze for like a week against our wills, but it was it was a fun time. <laughs> I liked that a lot. By the end, I really liked that guy. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about the new Mega Man movie, what we thought they would do with it. Yeah. <laughs> now now Mega Man, I mean, like if you really think about it. <laughs> <laughs> as long as they base it on on Mega Man Five, I think everything will be fine. <laughs> That's this when it got fun. realistic, right? Yeah, this is fun because I I feel like uh, I've gotten to know you guys a little more, and and now I I'm sure this will cause a uh, a long phone call with Chuck afterwards, where I'll have to be like, but it was it was a performative thing, Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> we were you're, we you're were still joking around. We were goofing. We were doing. No, I, goofs. I, I, I got I got the vibe about two minutes in, and I checked out and went through about fifty emails during this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah all fifty of them are like, "Sorry, we can't have you right it now." Were, no, <laughs> no, the worst part is it is is it actually started like, "Oh, hey Chuck's here, hey Chuck," and then it was just your face frozen on the screen, and then it just turned into yeah. that whole thing. Like everybody's like, Look "This at was Chuck. hard yeah. because <laughs> it because of the quickly. technical issues." Your screen was frozen on just your face, and you weren't there. We couldn't hear you. You couldn't hear us. And it did turn into like a little bit of a roast where we were just throwing jokes. We were all just laughing, and I think that was me getting to know you guys. And then, I don't know, maybe you guys just shit on anybody who comes on. Uh, But (laughs) it was a nice thing. But then you came back on, and it was like, oh, no, like the ball has started rolling. You know what I mean? Like this is, and 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 I'm sorry because I think I'm the ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it which started is with I the said. eyebrow. It was the eyebrow because yeah. he looked like the Rock if you got him at Boscov's. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like the Rock? We have the pebble. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Now I'm turning into Yakov Smirnov. I gotta, I gotta stop. <laughs> I think I've been talking too long with you guys. That's what's happening. Well, 
I can't um, think of a better way to to, to cap it, gentlemen. Uh, any other questions yeah. for our two guests tonight? I know Dave's been sitting quietly, and that just means he's stewing. So what's going no. on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, man. I've just been trying not to piss my pants for the last 45 minutes. Yeah. Funny how. <laughs> what about you, Craig? I know that you you could probably yell your question over two fences to Chuck, but what about Ray? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean we pretty much we cut. just see a hand come across Chuck's screen, and it's a no. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm not home. I had I had to go somewhere else to do this because I don't have a good place to do it in my house. Yeah, it looks like you're stand. It looks like you're sitting outside of a fancy Tim Hortons. That's what it looks like. Like a, like a down home Tim Hortons. I'm in Alberta right now, so that was a pretty good yeah. guess. Are you buddy. outside? <laughs> I'm I'm outside, sort of. Yeah, you're on a you're oh you're on a three season. Yes, yes. You're on a nice three season. <laughs> it's three true. season. Oh, yeah. man. No, I think, uh, you know, we covered a lot of stuff. I'd love to have you back on again to just do what we were Hang doing. Here, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, as long as Definitely. I don't have to go through my whole history again, I would yeah, love to be ex- on. Exactly. Yeah, we already did that part. Then we can get into more stuff. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, but I do uh, appreciate we- it. You guys have been so so kind, and, and, uh, and thank you. I, I do appreciate it. Because not doing comedy for five months now um, to be able to come on and have some people be like, no, you, you're a funny comedian. It's like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I did that. All right. <laughs> I guess I am. Yeah. You, you yeah, promise? It, it, you promise? It takes a little getting used to. We, I mean, we haven't done comedy in 154 episodes, so yeah. it's something you get used to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. No, it's a nice reminder. It's like uh, it's like you guys popped into like the you know the burn ward, and it's like, no, you'll be fine, buddy. You'll be fine. You'll be back. You'll be back to. You'll be back to skateboarding in no time. You'll be doing kickflips and Madonnas real soon. Stale fish, buddy. Stale fish. A nice little slap on the back. Go get him, Tiger. We'll see you in a yeah. couple oh. months. Yeah. Yeah. The doctor just looks at my bandages. We're going to need some Flex Seal in here. Yeah. Uh, that's another callback. And that's why Chuck That's why Chuck is, it has the hat on. Because he came in. He's one of my skateboarding heroes who let himself go. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad. I'm happy. I'm half listening. I'm half listening, so I didn't. It's okay. It. It's right. okay. It was. It was good. And uh, this is great. This is fun. Let's. Let's really like. I'm. I'm. I'm ready. I'll bag on anybody because I haven't had a social life really in all yeah. this time. So it feels. It does feel like shooting the shit and like shitting on each other. I feel this is. This is good. I feel like uh, we're gonna. You know, like spit on the ground and. I don't yeah, know, yeah, drink yeah. a beer, and then hide the beer because our parents are coming. You know what yeah. I mean? This is great. I'm just excited we've got someone else on the show that has the same love of flannel that I do. I can't wait. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. This, I'm so this happy. This, I, oh, b- uh, behind me is yeah. like a whole lot of flannel. Yeah. It's all hanging up. It's, it's up we're, there we're like close. a... It's, it's like a, a superhero movie where the guy like quits and he's not going to do it anymore and he keeps looking at his suit. He's like looking at his superhero <laughs> suit. <laughs> That's what my flannels are. Every summer I just look lovingly at them like, someday, buddy, don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> That's Dave does the same thing to a point where even for his birthday, I got him a cameo from the guy who played on, Al uh, Borland. Al Borland on Home oh Improvement. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, man, Richard Carn. Yeah, Rich, yeah, yeah, that's the most money Richard Carn has made in so like five years. <laughs> he, I when I clicked send, 
my phone beeped. I, he was doing it live, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, the video you got was just him going. Now where where does Dave live? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll be there. I'll knock on his door. Like it's a Candy Graham from Al yeah. Borland. It's a Borland Graham. He was in his car. You could see the traffic around him. He's looking for the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he shows up and he says, "I just want to wish you a happy birthday." And um, so. Do you have like a spare room? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He shows up those? at like at yeah. like seven. He's like, "Is that dinner that I smell? That se- smells delicious." Uh, 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 let me just put this bag down. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Come on, don't you want to hear about some real funny behind the scenes stuff about home improvement? Come on, let me come in. I'm so. I never hungry. trusted the guy though because he wasn't street enough to host Family Feud. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true. That is true. Yeah. I forgot. When about network that. execs look at Louis Anderson, they're like, "We want him on TV instead of you." Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. a, that's gonna be a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, Louis Anderson looks like a potato that had a stroke. Yeah. Oh, uh, I worked terrible. with Louis. I can't. I can't fuck with this. I like Louis. Yeah, yeah. that's right. You don't have to say anything. How you dare you, Dave? You thought it was an okay joke. That's all. I'm, I'm okay with it. Listen, I'm I'm halfway to potato right now, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're from Maine, aren't you? Like halfway to pinecone? Yeah, that's true. I'm a, I'm a russet. I'm a russet. <laughs> russet. Russet. <laughs> what made you leave beautiful Maine to come to Rhode Island? <laughs> uh, was it I wanted holes? to be a comedian more electricity yeah (laughs) yeah, and i couldn't do that from maine you know what i mean because because i was because i thought about it i was like maybe i could do it and then bob marley knocked on my door at like 1 30 in the morning he's a comedian in maine and he uh he said listen i have this territory and if you want (laughs) to fuck with me i will end you and i was like all right man there's only room for one of us here yeah, yeah. No, he's he's super. He's he's a great guy. He's super funny. That guy's a machine. Bob Marley. I don't know if yeah, you guys I, have no, heard. I, I've it, seen him at the yeah. comedy convention. Yeah. He's a machine. Like super nice guy. Uh, but it's ridiculous. Like the guy has, I don't know, like ten fucking albums, and he sells them. His thing is like he he's like the king of Maine. It's ridiculous because he sells these albums in gas stations across the state. Like he dude, he has figured it out. Everybody knows who he is there and all his albums are there and I think that's the smartest thing cuz where are you buying a physical CD now? Right. Well, yeah. But that's right? where most exactly. commerce take, takes place in Maine anyway. Yeah, it's, it's an impulse station, right? buy. Yeah, it's an impulse. That's where they do their banking, sir. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) But this was a lot of fun. I I really do appreciate it. And thank you for letting me feel human for a little bit. And and I believe Chuck has a new sick beat that he wants to play for us. Is that right? (laughs) Are you getting it started? Sorry, I'm not. I don't know what you just said. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Chuck, tell us. A little bit about uh, your podcast and where we can find you and what you're up to. Drop your promo, brother. My podcast is called the Chuck and Brad Podcast. You can find it at chuckandbradpodcast.com. We're in the middle of a mini-series right now where I'm sitting down with all the guys from uh, Comic Book Men and Tell Them Steve Dave, the podcast. Um, And we're kind of doing a big behind-the-scenes of uh, the lives of uh, Walt Flanagan and Brian Johnson, Ming Chen, Mike Zapsik, and get him Steve Dave, who you're only going to yep. know if you like Tom, tell him Steve Dave. And uh, 
Yeah, the response has been really overwhelming the past couple of weeks. I didn't expect the response to be so huge, but we like it's been crazy. People reaching out to me. And uh, it's definitely really to, good. Thank you. Thank I'm, you. Yeah, I'm it was cool. As a fa- as a fan of of that show, you know, and then yeah, yeah, it's a different side of it, which is actually really cool, and I'm enjoying it yeah. a lot. So yeah, tell them Steve Dave is a really weird entity in that they have like you know eighty to a hundred thousand listeners for every episode. Yeah, um, and that was before you know the guys on the show had their own TV shows on AMC and True TV because it's you know some of the guys from Comic Book Men and Quinn from Practical Jokers. <laughs> Um, but they never take time to really look back or talk about their behind the scenes. Yeah. So I, I've been wanting to do that with them for a while, and so we're kind of in the middle of that mini series, and uh, it's it's been it's been really surprising how much people are enjoying it. So that's been cool. We're doing it right now. All the episodes are available at chuckandbradpodcast.com. And uh, and yeah, yeah we're we, doing. We check you know, them out. Have, they look phenomenal, man. I know we've been busting your balls tonight, but honestly, they look phenomenal. Thank and, you uh, very much. R- r- real It'd happy be fun. to know you. And, you know, and uh, next time, hopefully, we can keep your attention away from the PlayStation just a touch more. <laughs> just a touch. <laughs> but, it's uh, tough. I was like, I was like, why am I here? Why the fuck am I here? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I changed my, I, I basically changed my mind about doing this ninety seconds in, and I have like, I have real shit to do. I have important yeah. things to yeah. do. <laughs> why am I doing this? Why did I come to this place to do it? Do you do that uh, at parties too? Do you go to parties and be like, "Why the fuck did I come to this party? Look at I got real yeah. parties to go to." But you know, what? it's 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 so funny. For the past twenty minutes, I was like, I could just leave the Zoom and text them and say that my connection went out and I didn't want to try to connect again, and they'd believe it, and I could go home. Yeah. And I, was like, <laughs> I, I, I know that I know that there would be some residual <laughs> people would know that I did that, yeah. so I didn't do it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, but on behalf of all of us, I, I actually I don't have to do that. We can all say it. But thank you both for coming on. This was a lot of fun tonight. We expected forty minutes, forty five minutes, and we ended yeah. up getting what almost yeah. one yeah. hour and well, forty five minutes. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm sorry. Yeah, Chuck, thank you for making the introductions, and, and Ray, Definitely. thank you for for coming on and joining us. We we had a blast. This is, you know, I, I know you haven't listened to the show before, which is fine because. I don't even listen to our show, but this is what we do every Friday. We get, we get together, we bust balls, we have fun, and, and we love doing this stuff. So having you come on was great, and, and Chuck, having you be a part of it and introduce us. Yeah. Uh, so a big thank you to both of you. We, we definitely appreciate I got, it. I got a big pile of questions I was going to ask Ray in the trash over here, because then every, every, time, every time fucking Brad asked one, I was like, well, this one's dumb. <laughs> just like you throw it <laughs> Well, no, I do appreciate it, and uh, you know, just to say... Uh, uh, thank you again and you know undependentshow.com yep. uh, is where you can see the show uh, undependent uh, it's independent with a U uh, and you can go on YouTube it's on uh, my YouTube channel uh, it's very funny you should go watch it and then share it on social media because that's the best way to do it um, and, and you know ensure other people see it uh, so I, w- I would really appreciate that and uh absolutely yeah, else, it looks like where can my people internet find the rest of your, your yeah where can people find the rest of your material not just independent oh yeah uh rayharringtoncomedy.com that's where a lot of it is and uh yeah that's that's uh that's a good place to do it excellent perfect yeah thanks right. again guys i really appreciate it thank you all right we'll we'll definitely do it again all right all right i gotta Until go pick the- up chuck at the tim horton so i'll, I'll see you guys <laughs> <laughs> get me some tim bits while you're there <laughs> take care guys yeah all right, all right. later bye thank you very right, thank much you. All right, that was a great episode. Yeah, we it, had a lot of fun with that. It started out as a segment, 
Yeah. And then it turned into our episode. It turned it was that into good. our episode. This is a show that once turned a, a guy dying over a, a Thai restaurant into an hour. So yeah. I, I'm not surprised that the we, we went a little long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Call me yeah, crazy. Yeah. But uh, you know what? Those guys are fucking phenomenal for doing that. Um, and you know what? Not for anything. The audio was great. It's amazing what happens on Zoom when we do shit right. Yep. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Unbelievable. But so big thanks. Uh, big thanks to Chuck Staten. Uh, again, Chuck's a friend of the show. You know him from the Chuck and Brad podcast. That's at chuckandbradpodcast.com. Uh, also, you want to check out his band Senior Discount, wherever you can get music that you like. And uh, if it's a crappy song, just skip it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, Chuck. I'm kidding. Joking. Yeah, the, 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 the roast didn't end. Right away. No, Chuck is a great sport and he's a good friend of the show. So go check out their stuff for sure. Um, and again, of course, big thanks to Ray Harrington. So- Absolutely. Absolutely. Check out all of his stuff at rayharringtoncomedy.com. You'll find all of his stand up specials and all the projects he's working on. You get a bio about him, all that fun stuff. F- figure out why the hell he would leave Maine to come to Rhode Island for real. <laughs> We're still working on that because we know what he told us was a lie. <laughs> but it was a fun episode we don't want to close the show out with anything else of ours like our roundup or anything like that actually but we forgot one thing the one thing that brought everybody together tonight it's undependentshow.com yes yes you definitely want to go there uh we talked about it at length tonight go check them out it was basically a half hour uh show like a pilot and then a follow-up episode that they turned into six awesomely edited web episodes yeah i don't know if they're exactly. calling them webisodes no, no, or whatever no, they're, yeah it's, it's, they're web episodes and they're on yep. youtube so again undependent is the name of the show and you can find them all at undependentshow.com in addition to that uh you know more coming yeah I, I don't think we talked enough about that but i'm pretty sure there's enough interest that this is going to continue yep. it left off on a cliffhanger i tried baiting ray i tried i tried i tried and he would not bite he would not bite. Would not give us any resolution to that cliffhanger. But you guys go see it for yourself. Uh, additionally, let's do our own housekeeping. You know, if you're not already over at those other websites and shutting us off, <laughs> then you want to go over to needless to say podcast.com, which I'll update eventually. I swear it's a bigger pain in the ass than I ever thought it would be. Um, also, our swag shop represent.com slash store slash NTS podcast. Our new, hey, we know Chuck and Ray t shirts are coming out yeah. very soon. <laughs> You check us out on social media. We're going to be whoring this episode mercilessly on Twitter at NTS underscore podcast, on Facebook at NTS no underscore podcast, and on Instagram at all lowercase, needless to say, podcast. Uh, somebody tell me a little about a, a little bit about Endeavor Podcast Solutions since I obviously can't do this job right. Well, if you can't do this job right, EndeavorPodcastSolutions.com can help you with your outros, your editing, your enunciation. Whatever you need help with on your podcast, <laughs> they can help you out and make it better. Look at what they've done for Craig. Right? right? It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Let's not push the envelope. But check out our friends at EndeavorPodcastSolutions.com. You will not be disappointed. All right. So we're going to end this week's episode with the song from Chuck's band. name of the band is Senior Discount, and this is Afterlife. Needless to say, we said it. <laughs>